It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. <laughs> it's 6.06 on a Saturday morning. And we're not in the studio, as you can tell. We're broadcasting live from the brand spanking new Pike Nursery in Milton, Georgia this morning. What a beautiful, beautiful building this is in. I had not been here before. I hadn't had a chance to come and check it out. So just rushing in through the front door and back to the broadcast area was all I had seen. But as you would expect at any Pike Nursery, surrounded by green plants, flowers, and everything else you need, plus accompanied by the lovely Miss Vicki Gasway and the equally as lovely Miss Ashley Frasca this morning. We have all three of us here. We'll be broadcasting from now until 9 o'clock. And you can come by and see your favorite Pike Nursery expert, Mickey Gasway, and your favorite WSB traffic reporter, Ashley Frasca. <laughs> Both of them are here to answer your garden questions. Although Mickey did have a little bit of a fantastic for a minute there when I was a little bit late getting in. Thought, how do I chit-chat? How do I chit-chat? <laughs> well, chit-chat is hard to do. <laughs> Ashley, though, you could do the chit-chat. Yeah, you could have chit-chatted. She's a good chit-chatter. I was in the car in the parking lot waiting on you. Yeah. I think the uh, friendly Pike Nursery employees thought I was kind of stalking you. So I probably should have come oh, in sooner. <laughs> we already have folks here at the, at the broadcast who've stalked me in this morning. Norm Lighter from artofpruning.com is here with his Japanese maples. He'll show you how to show you on the radio how to prune <laughs> Japanese maples in a little bit. And actually I want to thank you and Mickey for hosting the show while I was gone for two weeks. It was a needed vacation, shall we say. I had a great time. I went with 32, 34 I guess um, folks from Atlanta and a few from the uh, Northwest went to Croatia to Dubrovnik and other cities whose names seem to be composed by taking a whole bunch of consonants and a couple of vowels, just mixing them up together real good, and then you get the name of the city. So we went to Split and to Kulka and to uh, Zagreb, of course, and a couple of other places. And we were on a boat, and I had not been on a boat cruise like this before in my life. It was like a big big yacht it was huge it was huge it was huge it was, it was it was enormous but only again our group there 34 of us on the boat and i had a psychological condition and others in our, in our audience have probably had this condition themselves but i had a condition when i got home where i got home let's see monday night and tuesday when i got up and took a shower in the morning I was rocking back and forth in my shower, and that didn't go away for a couple of days. It seemed like I was on the ship still, and that actually has a name. It's, called, it's a French word, or three words, mal, meaning sickness or illness, d, the sickness of, debarkment, meaning the sickness of getting off a boat. So I had mal de debarkment for a couple of days. Now I'm fine. But you weren't seasick on the boat. I was not seasick on you? the boat. No, 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 no. It's just that when you're on a boat, which again, not being a seasoned cruise traveler, I didn't realize that you're sort of compensating of how you walk. You know, you're sort of wobbling back and forth as you go across the stateroom and deck. When you were a kid, did you yeah. ever jump on a trampoline? And then when you get off, and if you go to jump on the pavement, you still feel like you're on the trampoline. It's probably that same kind of thing. Same it's, kind of it's thing. It's a sick feeling. <laughs> On a farm, we did not have a trampoline. Actually, <laughs> that was not something that we, we envied the city people like yourself who had trampolines. 
Mickey, did you have a trampoline? No. No. <laughs> no. no trampolines. What is that? I lived that? in the city and I didn't have a trampoline. We saw that on the circus on the TV, but we never saw a trampoline in somebody's backyard. That was Same true. kind of thing, yeah. though. Like the inside of your body feels yeah. like it doesn't keep up with the outside. Exactly. That's exactly, yeah. that's exactly it. The inside of your that body idea. doesn't keep up with the outside surroundings of your body. Croatia was, in case you haven't heard, beautiful. It was really? wonderful. It was fabulous. And I think the reason for that is that, um, as some of you remember, back in the early 90s, 1990, when Yugoslavia dissolved, Yugoslavia was a confederation of a whole bunch of uh, countries over there, Slovenia and Slovakia and Croatia, and et cetera. And uh, when it dissolved, each of those countries that was part of it originally decided they wanted their part, and not only that, but the Serbs decided they wanted bigger, they wanted more, they had more Serbians who were living in other places around in, uh, in Yugoslavia. So the Serbians were aggressively sort of moved into these other countries to take territory. The other countries said, oh, heck no. Oh, no, you're not going to have the territory. And so they started shooting at each other. And that was what happened in the 1990s. They had a big, big war, conflict there. And that was one of the most interesting things for us to see there in Croatia was a memorial to the war dead that was armored vehicles with bullet holes in the oh doorway, which you just imagined. The driver was sadly deceased. They had a memorial there. You had still houses along the highway in a couple of places that had bullet holes in the side of the mm -hmm. house, and the war's been over for 20 years. Oh my gosh. So, Croatia, not having a whole lot of farming, nor manufacturing, or industrial, or anything like that to export, they have gone all in for tourism. And that's why it is so beautiful. They have these huge parks. It starts with a P. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> they have a park there that is waterfalls out the wazoo. It is two or three lakes that cascade one from the other, and each lake has five or six waterfalls coming out of it. And you can walk down a, a, a uh, wooden walkway kind of thing and see all these waterfalls. It is gorgeous. Wow. It is gorgeous. What's the weather like there? Just like here. Is 81 it, during the it? afternoon, mid-60s <laughs> maybe at night. Not ever hmm. bad weather at all. Right. We had a little bit of rain one day. No big deal. Um, because we went on the ocean, because we're in the boat, we can't go on the highways on the boat, so we went on the ocean, or the Adriatic Sea, I should say, not the ocean, but the Adriatic Sea. And one of the neatest things was, because we were in the sea, the water was relatively calm, and so three or four times, he would just pull up to the side of the shoreline and anchor, and people would jump off the end of the boat and swim, just swim, you know, a quarter mile, go to the, wow. go to the beach, do all sorts of things. One of my uh, friends on the boat was, we pulled up to a beach, and the captain said, if y'all want to swim over to it, it's about 200 yards away. If you want to swim to it, go ahead. And so one of my friends got ahead of everybody else who was swimming toward the beach and popped her head up and thought, oh, my God, it's a nude beach. And it was. <laughs> she popped up, and there was a whole bunch of people running around without any clothes on. And so she turned quickly to the right and <laughs> swam over another 50 yards to, uh, to the place where people had clothes on for the beach. So it was... A heck of a time. We're glad you're back. We always miss you when you're gone. Well, actually, I listened to you. It was Joe the first week, right? Joe and Mickey. Joe and Mickey, right. And so I could listen to you there because we were at a place that had a Wi-Fi connection. So I could listen for the first three minutes, maybe, then we ran out of Wi-Fi. And then on the second Saturday, I couldn't see you at all, or I couldn't listen to you at all because we ran out of signal there. You know what was funny, and I, I may, maybe shouldn't tell you this, but we had a guy call. The very first week you were gone, mm -hmm. you were just off one Saturday. And this older gentleman calls, and he's like, where's Walter? Ooh. And he said, well, we, he's on vacation. And he went, 
Oh, well, I know he's getting on up there in age. I wasn't <laughs> sure. And I was like, my gosh, no, he'll be back. I try not to say when you'll be back, but he will be back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little worried about me. Jeez. I am getting up there in age, well, yes. Well, just take one Saturday off. Well, take one out. Saturday off. I can't just go 52 <laughs> weeks a year. No, I have to go for the it's occasional funny. rest period. Guess away this morning, I was driving here, and I thought, how long have you worked for Pike? 25 years. Oh, my gosh. 25 years. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to ask the next question. It didn't make a difference at all. But I'm How glad. was that when I came to work? No, I wasn't going to don't, that. ask that either. I wasn't going to ask when you're going to retire. I wasn't going to ask any of those ways because I'm we don't want you retire. to. I'm not That's ever going to retire. That's the right answer. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to retire either. If I do, I know who could take my place. Ashley Frasca to <laughs> yeah, the right. left here on the table could take my place doing the chit-chatting. That's the best I can do. Mickey, <laughs> and I can't chit chat. Mickey could answer the uh, garden questions, actually chit chat, what a team. And we'd occasionally have Joe or Mark or Winston or somebody like that to come in and uh, leaven the leaven the. You cake. have a lot of great friends, very knowledgeable, yes. friendly, mm -hmm. great friends. Yeah, mm -hmm. Joe and, and Mark both are just incredibly astute, I guess is the right word. And both of them have deal with the public a lot. Mark used to be an extension agent like me. Joe Lample, master gardener, host of his own TV show, which he's been a host of for several years. And both of them know a lot about horticulture and about plants and insects and things like that, just like I do, you know, sometimes. <laughs> and so uh, it's lots of, it's very reassuring, I guess, to know that I have people in my stead who can take over the show when I'm not here. Later on in the show, I'll talk a little bit about the uh, plants and things like that in Croatia, some of the other experiences we had, some of the beautiful places in, uh, in Croatia that we, that we visited. Right now, what time is it? My clock on the phone, on the thing is not working right at 6.15, so we've got a few minutes here. So, Ashley, have you noticed anything in your garden this week that is happening that is... Uh some of the weeds garden. are dying. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> How, and are they dying because you did something to them? No. Oh, good. Gave no, they're just dying. A lot of things starting to fade away, which kind of bums me out. I love fall, but just seeing the slow decline of summer, the yeah. um, elephant ears, the canna lilies, right. the hostas, right. all just kind of starting to look a little wilted. Um, but walking in, one of my favorite plants this time of year that I discovered just maybe three or four years ago. I mean, yeah, I have croton inside. I actually have yeah. croton as a house plant inside. But uh, the cyclamen, the oh, little yeah, yeah, flowers yeah. that look like they're upside down, right. they are so cool. So I'd completely forgotten about them. I hadn't had them in two or three years. Right. So I'm grabbing some of those on the way out. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. In my house, the anemones, I had this beautiful bed of oh, uh, uh, Japanese anemone that was blooming its heart out when I left two weeks ago, and then I came back home and nothing but sort of white stems, you know, where the, where the flowers have faded, little seed pods behind it, nothing there to see anymore. Like you, my cannas are fading away a little bit. And the thing that I've noticed about my lawn and my neighbor's lawns too, is that they have all slowed down. They have been mowed in probably three weeks, I'm guessing now. Yeah. And so they've all slowed down. And that's one of those things that is a blessing for those who don't particularly care to mow lawns. <laughs> right. uh, but on the other hand, it says that soon they'll be going dormant. The warm season lawns of Bermuda and Zoysia and St. Augustine, things like that, will be going dormant completely. And it seems like it's been so tough for anybody who's wanted to aerate and overseed the last few weekends oh, yeah, that we've had free. Exactly. The ground is so hard it's because hard. we've had yeah. such a lack of rain. I said to my neighbor last night, I said, I hope those people I told to plant their fescue in September <laughs> We're able to water a lot right. because it hadn't yeah. water, hadn't no. rained since we got that. Mm -mm. Well, and then that zoysia is gorgeous though. Yeah, it's it's still it's really so green. green and it's so yeah. pretty. It's and really maybe great. later in the show, y'all can give me tips on mums. I we'll love this time of year. Mums, mums are <laughs> sure the obvious choice. Can't keep them alive. 
I it just is, can't do really? it. Yes. It is 617 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. And it is a beautiful morning. We're broadcasting live this morning from the brand new Pike Nursery in Milton, Georgia. A huge, big store right here. Throughout the morning, you can come by and join with us at 6.30 or so. We'll have Chick-fil-A chicken biscuits for you to eat, enjoy breakfast with us, as well as register for the various prizes that we have here as well. We've got a $30 Pike gift card and two fall starter kits, which includes a large pumpkin and two 9-inch chrysanthemums, as well as sales on plants throughout the day. Got the weather over here. Yes, Ashley Frasca brings you the weather brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, 91. Is it 91 degrees? Is that right? I hope not, yeah. but it probably is. 91 degree high this afternoon, 69 degrees low overnight. Mostly sunny, partly sunny throughout the day. Tomorrow, high of 88 degrees. This is October. <laughs> when you were gone, wow. you missed 94 and 95. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. 85 in, in Zagreb. 70 degrees tomorrow night. Again, partly cloudy and partly sunny throughout the day. No chance of rain particularly at all. A little bit here and there, but no chance of rain. 404 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Mike has been waiting for us very patiently, and here he's on the air. Hey, Mike, good morning. Mike? Maybe not. Mike, I think we've chosen <laughs> uh, I need there he is. Ice with. Yeah, sure, go ahead, Mike. Uh... Near the front porch of my house, uh, it's fairly shaded. I did have some Indian hawthorns in there, and uh, I don't think they were getting enough sun because I only get about three and a half to four hours of sun there. Yeah. I had uh, a bad black spot problem with the hawthorns. Oh, yeah, surely get the leaf spot. Awful. Yeah, and and so I took those out, and now I'm trying to figure out what I might replace them with. Always when I have questions about how to design, I turn to my friend Mickey Gasway and say, Mickey, what would you suggest? He's got hawthorns. How tall do you need the shrub to be, Mike? Uh, maybe three feet, okay, three, so three and a half. Good. Right. Of course, boxwoods always look good in boxwoods there. Boxwoods work. We also have a, um, a fairly new plant called distillium. Yeah, that's a deep. And that's a great one, and it's almost bulletproof. It is a great plant. Pronounce the name one more time, Mickey. Distil- Don't ask me to spell it. Distillium. Distillium. Doesn't have many blooms on it that are very noticeable, Mike, right. but distillium is, as Mickey says, bulletproof. You cannot kill it, to my knowledge, anyway. And there are several different ones. Some of them are taller than others. Uh, I think Blue Cascade is one. I can't remember the other. There's so two or three of them. Distillium. you got boxwood. Um, right. What else could we put out there? There's there, some smaller akubas. I was just you thinking akuba is a possibility great. in the shade again. And if you need something around it, you could even put some autumn ferns. If you need yep. something lower, those are great. They're not really shrubs, but they look great with the shrubs. Yeah, evergreen. Yeah, sure, yeah. of course. Okay. That'll get okay. you started. Those anyway, are some good ideas. Right, yeah, run by the Pike Nursery in Dawsonville. If you can get down to Cumming, maybe go to the Pike Nursery at Cumming. They, of course, will have a big display of things. You can look there and see if there's something uh, more better than we've suggested already. But Akuba, Boxwood, Distillium, and uh, what was the other one? 
Autumn ferns. Autumn ferns. Autumn, Autumn ferns around the plants too, Mike. All those would be you great know, selections. I have one other area I have a question with. Oh, Mike, we're going to have to just put you off here because we have about 22 seconds here. Can you call next Saturday? Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling, right. Mike. We'll be with you after next Saturday. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery in Milton, Georgia. Ashley Frasca, Mickey Gasway here. We'll be here at 9 o'clock this morning. We'll see you right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. We're broadcasting live this morning from the brand new Pike Nursery in Milton, Georgia, up at uh, 3155 Bethany Bend Road. And we'll be here at 9 o'clock this morning. Now, I have a special guest this morning. Ashley Frasca, your favorite WSB <laughs> traffic reporter, is here. Can you believe they let me out of the booth? Not, <laughs> they not let me out of the booth. Calls. She is here, not screening calls. Mickey Gasway is with me as well. You can ask us garden questions. And frankly, if you want to ask traffic questions of Ashley Frasca, <laughs> I mean, they don't have much traffic right now. I think they had a car fire over on the Vista Road. Just you know what ago. I think I maxed out on? What? Questions about cow trucks over Oh, my God. <laughs> Three times that. in one year is too many. Yeah. <laughs> I read that when I was uh, in, in Croatia. The cows had gotten loose again on the freeway, yep. and that was pretty, yeah. pretty I wild. Mean, you know, and everyone sharing it on social media is like, yeah, I live in Georgia. So what? Cows. You know, I mean, I live anyone in Georgia. else. They have cows oh. on the highways in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Makes thankfully, you took care of that, handled everything, got them around the cows, and they got to work like they're supposed to, right? We tried. God knows we tried. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the phones. First in line, our friend David from Tucker, Georgia. Hey, David. Good morning. Well, the button is not oh. working. There's a button. There you go. Hey, David. Good morning. I'm finally on. Yeah, you're on now, Dave. Great. Uh, I uh, got some of the Xeon Zoysia and cut it up into plugs and planted it over the summer, past summer. Yeah. And I had, it's doing okay, spread, starting to spread. Good. I had planned on using some pre-emergent in late winter, early spring, because uh, mm -hmm. I got a good bit of crabgrass. But I wondered if it would negatively affect the zoysia spread. Yes. It would, okay. Yes, so I'm gonna say don't, uh, if you want my opinion, David is yeah i know that pre-emergence we say put a pre-emergence down to keep the weeds from coming up during the winter time but the way some of them work is not only do they keep the seed from opening up but they keep the roots from elongating and they can't tell the pre-emergent chemical can't tell the difference between annual bluegrass and david zoysia plugs and so yeah you can have some effect of, of a herbicide not only the pre-emergence but also the, the spray on post-emergence the weed be gone and things like that and so it's better not to put much weed control out there or read the label really carefully to make sure it says could be used when uh, after size has been laid down to make sure you don't have any root inhibition. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so what that gives you alternative, David, I know that's your next question. What am I going to do, Walter, with all these weeds in my zoysia? You're going to pull them, David. That's what you have to do. Go out and pull them <laughs> with your fingers and... Uh, be miserable doing it, but that's about what you got to do. Revert to the 1900s when you did manual labor to have a nice-looking <laughs> lawn, and that's you. 
Well, that's not what I wanted to hear, but I guess that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> but you depend on me to tell you the truth, and that is the truth, and let the truth set you free, David. Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right, David, thanks for calling this morning. I know it's not what he wanted to hear. I can sort of hear that little intake of breath there. He thought, oh, that's not exactly what I wanted to do. I want something new that I can do. All right, let's go to Shane and coming. Hey, Shane, morning. Hey, good morning. How is everybody this morning? We're great, Shane. You could come down here, Shane, from coming down to Milton. It's not that far. No, it isn't that far, but I am on my way to work in uh, Mapleton and then Memorial Drive. So well, we'll see about yeah, we'll see about this afternoon. Um, right. Actually, I wanted to give a shout out to Mickey. Um, this is Shane Clark. We lived across yeah. the street from each other in Preview Drive. Oh, and, that's right. Uh, you, hey, good he morning. Was a boy. Yeah, yeah she was like uh, she's one of those great neighborhood moms for everybody. Yeah, oh, but, uh, Shane, Shane, while you were talking, I wanted to put a shout out here to my friend Sherry Kippins. <laughs> Sherry Kippins was a 4-H'er that I had in DeKalb County. She went to Fernbank Elementary School, went to Columbia High School. Sherry Kippins was in Croatia in Dubrovnik and saw me in line and said, hey, Walter Reeves. And I thought, who, what? Sherry, how are you? It's one Don't of my you love it when stuff like that happens? Small world it. stuff. Unbelievable. She was out of there to see me. Um, so, I've got to... Uh, I've got to get to work and jump in a crane and make stuff fly. So yeah. let me what get to got? my question. Um, right. I've got a dwarf peach tree, and it is I, – I can't stand this. Uh, I know a lot of people love it, and, and it does have its merits, but I like – if I'm going to put a bunch of work into the yard, I like something I can eat. Yeah, so, sure. uh, yeah, I want to get some food out of it. What do I do to that peach tree, and when do I do it to make sure that I get – the most luscious, gorgeous, sweetest peaches that I had when I first planted it. You cannot have reliable, good peaches without spraying. Okay, so first okay. thing to do, get a sprayer. Get a little <laughs> pump-up gallon sprayer, you know. Second thing, the most important spray you do is not when the insects are noticeably out, but when the f tree is blooming. Because when they're blooming, you get a disease called brown rot that can infect the flowers. And if you protect the flowers from getting the brown rot, then you're way ahead of the game of getting diseases in the, in the peaches. But you don't want to kill the bees because the bees are there too when the bees are around pollinating the flowers. So you can't use anything but a fungicide like um, what, Captan, Dacanil, a couple of fungicides mm -hmm. you see at Pike. Either okay. one of those are fine, but just spray the tree when the blooms are most of them open and then one more time when the blooms are most of them falling off. So that's the timing on the fungicide. After the blooms are gone, the bees are gone, obviously, and so you can then start spraying with just a mixture of what does Pike carry? Uh, make you have a home orchard spray of some yeah, sort? Yeah, the orchard spray. It's yeah. got the fungicide and the insecticide. Okay, so it. you get the orchard spray from Pike and pay the, spray that whenever yeah. it says on the label. There's okay, a there's great. a light, there's a little chart on the back and it says four peaches and it tells you when to do it and you do it when it's bare. I mean when it's uh, there's no no flowers. On, I mean no leaves on it and then. Okay. It, all different stages it'll tell you when to do it and how much well thank you i actually have some of that spray that i bought yeah. last year um i was wondering more about is there something as far as when do i prune it um what kind of you know is there any kind of fertilizing i can do during yeah. between now and spring to you know get that thing a head start so the theory on any peach tree is you're trying to make it open in the middle shane so you want to have the middle sort of open mm -hmm. 
and that gives you more sunshine on the leaves in the interior. And what you're really trying to do, the ultimate goal is to have a good number of leaves that feed the fruit, that make the fruit sweet and more fruit too. And so that is the purpose of pruning a peach tree and giving it an open center. The time you do that, the time you train it with pruning is uh, what, January, February, when it's cold, the leaves are gone, tree doesn't okay. care when you, what you do then. And so just prune to an open center and fertilizing, yeah, what do we got in the Dr. Earth land? Yeah, we've got one for, for uh, fruit, trees. fruit trees. Also, check your pH because pH is idea. important, Ooh. real important with uh, peaches because well, they don't, about like, that. That's exactly they don't right, like acid Shane. soil. If you, does Pike still carry the little uh, soil kits, Mickey? Yeah, we do. We carry the one that you can send off to the, the to the extension okay. service, or you can go to the extension service and get I've one. I've got some work. details on soil testing, yeah, Shane, at really uh, georgiasoiltest.com. But she, Mickey is right. The pH of the soil, the acidity of the soil, is really important for peaches. For whatever reason, they like to have an almost neutral 7.0 pH and not a very acidic okay. soil. And so changing the uh, pH with some lime might be a really, really important thing for your peaches. Well, it's, uh, it's done well so far. It just seems to be kind of uh, hit and miss depending on the season. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing that's more weather-related. And uh, I use the orchard spray that, you know, we get over at Pikes. And, yeah. Um, but thank you very much, folks. And, uh, Mickey, it's so good to hear you every Saturday morning on my way to work. And uh, be sure and give my best to Stan and the boys, okay? I'll do it. It's great to hear from you. Shane, don't drop okay. anything from that crane, all right? Nothing, please don't. Nothing comes down. Well, I, I'm not promising anything. I'll do what I <laughs> <laughs> Memorial Drive in Mableton. Uh, be careful. Look up in the sky. If Shane is handling it, watch out. <laughs> See you soon, Shane. We got uh, Denny in Decula who's with us. Hey, Denny. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How y'all? Hey, Denny. We're all right. What's going on? Um, I've got a situation with, uh, I think they're called mimosa trees, but they're all over the place. Are you talking about yard. the tree or are you talking about the but little the weed. weed? Which are you talking about, Dan? The little weed. Yeah. Ah. Yes, everywhere. Yeah, we call them mimosa weed because it looks like the mimosa tree. And chamber bitters. It's, a, it's the devil. Yeah. Ashley, have you yeah, got mimosa weed in your yard yet? I do. And I what do. are you doing? You get Ashley Frasca. Let's see what she's doing for hers, Danny. I'm all about manual removal. I mean, right. I'm, I'm not a fan of. I, now I'm bad about pre-emergent, you know, getting ahead of those things. But I just manually remove them as I'm walking up the sidewalk, taking right. the dog out or whatever, just pull a few here and there. And that, the one mimosa tree that I have, yeah. it's just so ugly. It's That's so ugly. ugly. It's twiggy most oh. of the time. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really given it a chance to get as high as the fence, but I'm not a fan of mimosa drinks. That's it. No right. weed, no tree. <laughs> <laughs> so They've got those little tiny seeds on them, yeah. those little balls on the bottom, and they that's why they make zillions of them. So. Dimmy, I think Ashley actually has mm -hmm. one of the better bits of advice you're going to get is just pulling the things. They're so distinct from everything else in it. You know what they look like, a little mimosa trees, but pull them whenever you can and do it when the soil is soft because they're really hard to pull out when the soil they is are. hard. Mm -hmm. They're awfully hard to pull out. If you want to spray, uh, Denny, you can spray with any of the broadleaf weed killers, the Bonide uh, Weed Beater Plus or the you know, Weed Be Gone uh, products, either one. Uh, but you're better, I think, using the manual removal and the broadleaf spray. Pre-emergence are not all that effective, but the, pull them up and uh, spray them when you see them. All righty. Like all right. <laughs> Wish I had a... Wish I had a better answer for you, Dave. You're two but we don't for have two a great one. with the men telling them just.
Manual removal. Manual you removal. Work. Manual. Yes. That's Joyce's indicator comes to us. Hey, Joyce. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. I have a help? question for a friend of mine. All right. She had the ashes from her parents' cremation. Yes, ma'am. And she wanted to know if it's okay to spread them around the gardenias in her. Absolutely okay. Sure. Absolutely wonderful, and will not hurt the gardenia, and it'll make her feel. So much better when the gardenias bloom to yeah. know that's the so the presence of her parents there. Sure. Oh, okay. I bet she'll be happy to hear that. Can I, know I ask she will. one more question? Of course. Go ahead. Okay. Sweet potatoes. Yes. I planted the first time I planted them. I had lots and lots of potatoes. The next mm -hmm. time I planted them, only potatoes at the top of the ground. What am I doing oh. wrong? At first, I had lots of potatoes. Yeah. Make sure you have soft I, how many times am I supposed to fertilize them? Is that what I did they're, wrong? They're heavy feeders. That could be part of the problem. Yeah, potatoes, both Irish potatoes and sweet potatoes are pretty heavy feeders. So if you haven't fertilized it once, maybe, or twice, that's probably not enough. Oh, um, Make sure the soil is I'm nice and soft wrong. so the roots can penetrate in the soil so the soil is real easy for the roots to grow in. Okay, but fertilizing in soft part. soil, you should do fine with both of those tips i think you'd be fine what kind of the, the do you one, think when they have the the vines just throwing all everywhere yeah sure do, do they produce potatoes too because i found a little potato on the root so do you add soil to that or how do you what causes yeah, you know what's the purpose you, you of you it going everywhere really, sometimes you're right the limbs will root to the ground little stems that crawl across the ground will root and maybe make a little tiny potato there, but most of them are going to be alongside the stem that you planted originally, that little potato slip that you planted originally in the garden. That's where all the potatoes, most of them anyway, are going to be growing. Okay, so is it necessary for the vines to just go all everywhere, take up everything? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out, whether I need to let them go crazy or just... What? Yeah. Go crazy is the right word, uh, Joyce. It needs, you know, the more leaves, the more energy, the more energy, the more potatoes for Joyce is a sweet potato pie. So, yeah, oh, okay. let them go. Okay. Well, All thank right. you so much, Walt. I enjoy uh, your show. Thanks for calling, Joyce. We'll mm -hmm. see you soon. All right. Bye-bye. 404-872-0750 is the number broadcasting live from the Milton Pike Nursery. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Still warm and seasonably warm for October. High today of 91 degrees, low overnight around 71 or 2. Tomorrow, 88 is the high, 70 degrees overnight. Not much chance of rain either day. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery in Milton, Georgia. And the good news, the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuits have just arrived. If you want to have breakfast on us and visit for a little bit, ask your garden question if you'd like to. If you're around the Milton, Alpharetta area, you're welcome to drop by and see us. At uh, 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock, I should say, this morning, my friend Norm Mitleider is going to show how to prune a Japanese maple. If you have a Japanese maple, 
He's going to show how to prune one at 7 o'clock this morning, another time at 8 o'clock this morning. So you can see how to prune, properly prune a Japanese maple. Art, art Norm, excuse me, is uh, available at artofpruning.com. Mickey Gasaway is with me as well. Ashley Frasca, too. Mickey, you said that you've got more muscadines this year than you ever had before. I have never gotten so many. Um, and they're not, we didn't do anything right. Everything mm -hmm. we did was wrong. They're on an arch. On the, I had them on each end of my garden on an arch and I thought yeah. oh that'll be pretty well of course they've taken over the arch and <laughs> I'm the only person that can get through there that's short enough to get through there but I have never seen so and we've got the Cowart I think is yeah, one Cowart. Yeah, sure. and then one of the bronze ones I'm not sure which one but it's just been amazing and I'm going to make some of Walter's uh, muscadine pulp mother's, mother's muscadine whole pie. pie. This is it's muscadine delicious. season. The great, most native grape of Georgia. Muscadines or scuppernongs are the bronze ones we usually say. And uh, you can make a pie out of the skin, out of the holes. Muscadine whole pie. I have the recipe on my website at walterreeves.com. Just type the word muscadine. It's one of my mother's favorite things to make for us during muscadine season. And so you had a coward. What was the other one? Did you know? I can't the remember. It's one. It's it's a bit a really big okay. uh, bronze one, and it it matures a little bit earlier. Yeah. It's, it's been there about two weeks, but the cowards are just now. If really you have room for a muscadine, gardeners <laughs> listening to me this morning, muscadines are really easy to grow. They yeah. usually make an arbor of some sort or an arch like Mickey does. Um, check the label on them. Some only produce male flowers. Excuse me. Some only produce female flowers, oh, and others right. produce both male and female so you have to get one that has some femaleness to it and some maleness around as well so you get pollination and get those great big grapes enjoy them fresh enjoy them in a muscadine whole pie muscadines are really really easy to grow next half hour we'll have a question from lee and noonan about his watermelon david and tucker different david and tucker wants to know about his butterfly bush nancy in athens wants to know what the orange flower she sees popping up all around athens dennis and hapel has a question about his goldilocks plant what is a goldilocks plant and sandy in atlanta wants some grass in a high traffic area 404-872-0750 back after news